Broadcasting from London, Ontario, Canada to the rest of the world, it's Ask the Top. Thank you very much for tuning in to the latest episode of Ask the Top. Whether you're tuning into this via ChrisToplack.com, TheReactionRoom.com, TWM.News, iTunes, podcast apps such as Overcast, I am humbled, and the reason why the show exists is because of you. As always, it's a tradition, but this time it's not a beer. I'm sipping on something slightly different. Black Fly a local company here in London, Ontario, Canada, Vodka Sour Raspberry, 7%. Not too sweet. It's delicious. I'm not normally into mixed drinks. It's a beautiful day. Saw this in the fridge. Didn't see a lot of beer. I thought, crack it open, give it a try. Very refreshing. I enjoy the fact it is not too sweet. So if you're up here in Ontario, nearby London, or even throughout Canada, actually, their distribution has greatly expanded. Fantastic company. Their Long Island iced tea, top notch. On this edition of the program, highlights from the week. Dwayne Johnson for president. You'd get my endorsement. AJ Styles versus HBK. The Broken Hardys. Money in the Bank winner. The next gig for Jim Ross and predictions for NXT TakeOver and WWE Backlash. I'm going to make those quick. Cheap plug time. Gimmick infringement, Mr. McFoley. Facebook, Ask the Top is where you can find me, where you can follow my updates, my questions, even some breaking news, such as Braun Strowman being injured or Emma. I'll post that on there almost immediately. Twitter, at Chris Topblack. Instagram, at Chris Topblack. Google Plus, same thing, christomplack.com, and also on Tumblr. I'm literally everywhere. I'm an easy guy to find. In terms of news from the week, according to WWE.com, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella have welcomed their daughter, Birdie Joe Danielson, into the world. Congratulations going out to that lovely couple. I'm not fond of the name, but Birdie has a great set of parents. So very happy for them. I believe Bree was about a week overdue. So it was about damn time at that point. Hopefully you had a chance to read it. I thought it was a great article. GQ had a fantastic article, very detailed, on Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I deem that a must read. Easily one of the most genuine human beings you will ever meet. And not only GQ suggested this, but many others such as Michael Moore... There's been celebrities, there's been producers, there's been uh, wrestlers, people that know him well, that are urging him to actually run for president in 2020. Now, Dwayne Johnson, a very smart man, he wants Americans to make up their own minds. He did not endorse Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. He's registered as an independent, and he has considered running. And you know what? I'm not joking. If I was an American, he would get my vote. I believe that he would be an outstanding leader. He has an excellent rags to riches story. He's arguably one of the most popular people on the planet. Highly influential, highly logical, well-spoken. That's a guy I can get behind. And I know many will say, well, he doesn't have any political experience. That's why you get really good people around you with that to assist you. 
but most importantly, he can motivate people and he has all of the traits to be an excellent leader. Here's my question for you. Would you vote for Dwayne The Rock Johnson for president? It sounds insane, but it could be possible. The WWE is advertising Chris Jericho for their WWE live events taking place in Japan, and that's on June 30th and July the 1st. So I don't know if this is permanent or if he's just going to be fulfilling a couple of dates over there while he's on tour with Fozzie. Chris Jericho will disappear for a couple months, come back, and seemingly better than ever. So I'm really looking forward to another Chris Jericho return. This latest run could be one of the best he's ever had. Highlights from the week. So rather than kind of break down each show, show rather, I just want to talk about really what I enjoyed from the week. The tag team turmoil match for the number one contenders to the Raw tag team titles. I enjoyed that. Sheamus and Cesaro continued to shine as heels. They're clicking. I feel as faces something was missing. But I simply wish they used more dirty tactics to earn pinfalls in that match. From SmackDown, Jinder Mahal, Kevin Owens, and Baron Corbin taking on Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and Sami Zayn. Not often do I thoroughly enjoy six-men tag matches, but that one caught my attention. I thought it was great. Also, Roderick Strong versus Hideo Itami for the number one contendership to the NXT Championship. That was the best match of the week, in my humble opinion. So, Hideo Itami won the match. Spoiler. It's too late now. No turning back. He'll be taking on Bobby Roode, the glorious one himself at NXT TakeOver Chicago. That will be part of my quick predictions towards the end of the program. Getting to your questions. There were plenty to get to. I appreciate you sending them in as always. You know, reach out to me on social media and I will add them to the agenda of the program. Of course, this is what fuels the program. This is why I do it, you know, at least a couple times a month. Jeffrey. Via the Ask the Top Facebook page, will AJ Styles and Shawn Michaels fight? And will it be a title match? And where would the match take place? So, let's clarify this. Shawn Michaels has been linked to many potential returns since his retirement back in 2010. Sometimes it feels like yesterday. Other times it feels like it's been a decade. But none of them were really seriously discussed. That was until the Royal Rumble earlier this year. It was the first time that he stated the WWE creative team formally approached him since retiring and offered him a match with the Phenomenal One. So it was actually on the recent Dinner for Three episode featuring HBK, AJ, and Kevin Nash, quite the trio, that Michael stated he turned it down because he didn't feel that he could deliver a vintage Shawn Michaels match the fans grew to expect. I can totally understand that. I would find myself in similar shoes If I were at that caliber and I retired and it was seven years later, there would be that element of doubt in my mind. Could he still deliver, you know, a four or five star match? Potentially. But I mean, this is a guy that followed up on, you know, two outstanding classics with The Undertaker, especially that first one. How do you top that? I'm not sure. But AJ could be the guy that may have taken him to that level again. But the point is, if he turned it down for that reason, we will never see this match, and we will never see HBK return. The time for this match was 10 years ago, and AJ wasn't even close to a WWE contract, so we're not going to see that. Stefan or Stefan, apologize if I pronounce that incorrectly via Twitter, when will the Hardys go back to the broken gimmick? And against who? 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 
Uh, yes, delightful. Once the copyright issues with Impact Wrestling clear up, you can expect to see an immediate return to the Broken Hardy's gimmick. Again, I've talked about this in previous editions of the program. It's going to sell a ton of merch. Delete. Obsolete. Vince McMahon wants to cash in on that, right? And given the far superior legal counsel that the WWE contracts, I can't imagine Impact Wrestling will want to go head-to-head with them. So sooner rather than later, against two, likely Sheamus and Cesaro at this point. Mike via Ask the Top Facebook page. Who should get the money in the bank this year? So who should get that opportunity? Baron Corbin or Kevin Owens? This would be the ideal moment for Baron Corbin to capitalize and really continue his momentum on this breakout year. But imagine the pure entertainment that Owens would provide if he were victorious. He'd probably fake cashing it in on a weekly basis. He'd probably leave it to the very last minute too. Or he would say... You know what? I'm cashing it in at WrestleMania. No spoiler. That's it. WrestleMania, cashing it in. I want to headline it. Personally, I believe it should be Kevin Owens winning that match. Again, just based on pure entertainment and the fact he deserves it too. Brandon Kemp via Google+. Plus. Should the WWE add the original Chris Benoit tribute episode of Monday Night Raw onto the WWE Network? Absolutely not. Chris Benoit comes up a lot on this program. The highly emotional sit-down moments featuring wrestlers sharing their thoughts and really kind of spilling their guts in regards to Benoit, that was recorded prior to the discovery of his heinous actions. If you're Triple H and your Edge, William Regal, Austin, so many others that contributed to that, why would you want your face all over? Why would you even want to be reminded of what you said about a murderer? He murdered his son and his wife. It can't go back on there. Let's just consider ourselves fortunate that Benoit's matches actually remain on the network as a whole. They could have easily been removed. My question is, isn't that enough? Chris Benoit is one of the greatest wrestlers in the history of professional wrestling. No doubt about it. But you can't put that episode onto the WWE Network and not expect backlash right? We're never going to see it, and we shouldn't. Pat via Ask the Top Facebook page. Appreciate the love. Will Brock Lesnar and The Rock ever fight again? And if they did, where would this match take place? Hmm. I mean, I don't foresee this match ever taking place again. I mean, I could be wrong. And the WWE does book it. If so, the only logical place for this huge match would be WrestleMania. They're not going to put this on the Great Balls of Fire card, right? It's going to be at WrestleMania. So if it ever does happen, the place is going to be WrestleMania. And it's, it's got to be within the next year or two, though, right? Brock is supposedly retiring after next WrestleMania. So if that's the case, we may never see him again. Bashara, via Ask the Top Facebook page, appreciate your support. Who do you see as the next WWE champion after Randy Orton, next Universal champion after Brock Lesnar? After Randy Orton, maybe this this is wishful thinking, but I'm saying AJ Styles. But at the same time, I'm not going to spoil it for later, but could AJ win the United States Championship? I don't know. Conflict of interest. After Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, much to the chagrin of many on Twitter, 
Man, they rip them apart. Jason via Twitter. Where's JR? I thought he was returning. So Jim Ross recently revealed his upcoming role in a blog post earlier in the week on jrbarbecue.com. By the way, he has great items on there for sale. I use his seasoning weekly. It's great. Put it on everything. I'm excited to announce that I will join the talented Nigel McGuinness to broadcast the recently taped WWE matches from Norwich, England. These bouts will air on the WWE Network soon. Happy for this opportunity to call bouts involving new wrestlers for me and a new broadcast partner, which freshens up all facets of the process. Stay tuned as to when these specials will be broadcast on the WWE Network. So really looking forward to that. That might be the best duo in the industry today. Nigel McGuinness is outstanding. Him and Michael Cole were top-notch together. When Michael Cole has free reigns to really just talk about whatever he wants behind the microphone, because normally he's overproduced, he's actually extremely good, extremely listenable, quite compelling. Nigel McGuinness the same way. So Jim Ross and Nigel McGuinness will be arguably one of my best combos, you know, or one of my favorite combos, I should say. So I'm looking forward to that. Mr. Popo via Google Plus, did Braun lift the ambulance? I'm going to take a really literal response here and say, well, yes, we saw him lift an ambulance. But did he also have assistance in doing so? Of course he did. It's the magic of television. Dominic via Twitter, would you be excited to see Mr. Kennedy return to the WWE? Uh, Well, should be referring to him as Mr. Anderson now. That's who he's been for, you know, the better part of the last six, seven years. No, I mean, he's past his prime. And to me, he never proved to be an elite wrestler. I mean, he had a great run in 06. But really, Mr. Anderson's time in TNA was not exactly, you know, memorable. And at 41, the ship has sailed on a return to the WWE. Predictions you can take to the bank. Full disclosure, you probably shouldn't take these to the bank. I bombed on my last set of predictions. I think I was like two for 11. So why should you even trust me at this point, right? So many swerves at the previous event, payback. How can I possibly redeem myself? Well, I'm going to try with NXT TakeOver Chicago taking place on May the 20th from the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. There are four matches on the card. Tyler Bate, he is the WWE United Kingdom champion taking on Pete Dunne. I'm going with Tyler Bate, though it would be very interesting to see Pete Dunne have a really awesome heel run as champion. You want to hate the guy because he gets under your skin. He plays the part so well. The Authors of Pain taking on DIY. That is Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. That is a ladder match for the NXT Tag Team Championship. As much as my heart says DIY, my brain says the Authors of Pain because they're going to be champions for quite some time. So I'm going with the Authors of Pain to somehow overcome the odds in this one because really it's stacked against them to win this match. It's now a triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship because Ember Moon is out with an injury, very unfortunate, but maybe not a bad thing because really she was risking overexposure at this point, right? So 
maybe get the time off. It's not exactly the time off that she wants, but she'll come back better than ever. Asuka, who's the champion, taking on Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross. Asuka all the way. I've said it in previous editions on the program. It's going to be Ember Moon that will dethrone Asuka. And since she is not in this match, it's not going to happen. Bobby Roode, the champion, taking on number one contender Hideo Itami for the NXT Championship. The glorious one will retain. Hideo Itami is not ready for the championship as of yet. He just came back from a long-winded injury and, of course, long-winded time off. So at the same time, I think the glorious one is going to still have a great title run, maybe six, seven months long, and eventually head over to the main roster. Those are my picks there. Now, the very next day, it's Backlash taking place on May 21st, again from the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. Got some great matches, five set up so far in the women's division. It's a six-women tag team match. Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Naomi taking on the Welcoming Committee, the worst tag team name imaginable or stable name. Natalia, Tamina, and Carmella with James Ellsworth. I actually think the Welcoming Committee is going to win in Charlotte, Becky, or Naomi. Something's going to go on there. There's going to be some inner conflict. They're going to lose the match. Shinsuke Nakamura taking on Dolph Ziggler. I'm going with the king of strong style to make a strong debut in this match. He's going to win this one easily, but it's going to be a good one. Champion Kevin Owens, the United States champion, taking on AJ Styles. As much as I want AJ Styles to win this match, Kevin Owens just got this back. Obviously, he's in the midst of a new gimmick with this face of America. I think he's going to retain. I mean, he's not going to drop it so quickly. So Kevin Owens will emerge victorious. He'll probably use some cheap tactics in order to do so. The Usos, Jim, Jimmy and Jay taking on Breezango. That's Fandango and Tyler Breeze for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Now, many are asking how Breezango got into this position in the first place. I think it was long overdue, perhaps Southpaw Regional Wrestling actually helped their cause. I think in a lot of ways it did. But the Usos are on fire. They cut an outstanding promo on SmackDown this past week. They're going to retain. They're going to still be the tag team champions. Randy Orton, the champion, taking on Jinder Mahal with the Singh Brothers. That is for the WWE Championship. As much as they want to continue to break ground in India and perhaps have Jinder is the face of SmackDown to really keep expanding over there. It's going to be Randy Orton who will retain his championship. Jinder is not ready. That it's not a knock on him either. I mean, I am thrilled to see him in the main event. He's progressed so much over the past couple of years, but Randy Orton will retain. Those are my predictions. And that wraps up another episode of Ask the Top. If you would be so kind, share it, like it, retweet it, listen to it, tell everybody about it that you know that's a wrestling fan, and say, hey, I think you would enjoy Ask the Top. Your report, your support rather, is greatly appreciated. And until we do this, one more time, happy trails to you until we meet again. <laughs>